Welcome to Rockwell ISD Podcast, Keeping It Real with Dr. Villarreal. I'm your host, Dr. V, and today we're talking about what parents need to know to help their child navigate the college admissions process. Join us now as we discuss important topics related to educating our most important customers, our students. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Rockwell ISD Podcast, Keeping It Real with Dr. Virial. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram by searching Rockwell ISD, and you can find us on our website at rockwellisd.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Dr. V. Today we're talking to two of our lead counselors for Rockwell Heath High School and Rockwell High School. Everybody, please welcome Lori Quick from Rockwell Heath High School and Kara Everhart from Rockwell High School. Thanks for being here today, y'all. Thanks for having us. Today I'm hoping to talk a little bit uh, to parents about what they need to be doing in preparing their child for Post, post high school education, workforce readiness, uh, and in particular college and the college admission processes. So um, just uh, just as we get started, um, could you guys share a little bit with our audience um, what you do, uh, that kind of thing. Hi, so my name is Kara Everhart. As a whole, my counseling team serves about just under 3,000 kids at Rockwell High School. Um, I help lead that team and we work hard to serve our kids. Um, making sure that they have a safe place to go to when they need to talk to someone, helping them plan for their future, whether that's college or career, um, and being a safe support system for them. Great. So I'm Lori Quick. I'm at Rockwell Heath. Our numbers are very similar. We're just under 3,000. We're looking at academic planning that's so important for your plans. And like Dr. V mentioned, you know, what are, what are they going to do when they get out? What are their plans? What's their path? And do they have the tools to figure out what that path looks like for themselves? All of you serve 9th through 12th grade, is that correct? Correct. Um, we serve our kids based on alphabetic last name. So if your last name starts with an A, I'm your counselor. If your last name starts with a B through C, Miss Morrison is, etc. And so that way we get to know and love our kids over the course of their four-year experience. Um, we get to know their families and um, we're familiar with their struggles and their goals. Okay. We do the, we do the same thing at Rockwell Heath. We go by alpha. And I, I think, you know, as Kara mentioned, it's important to know those kids over four years. Their goals can change. Their issues can change. What they decide to do with their life can change. And when they walk in, it's nice to have a counselor that can smile and say, hey, hey, Lori, it's nice to see you, you know, and let's get on what we were talking about last time, you know, without having to re-explain everything to them and everything like that. really grateful for what you guys do yeah. for kids. And, and um, I, I know the, the best thing about it is you get to really know our kids and and um, thankful for that. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about, you know, preparing for college. What should we be doing? If I have a ninth grade student in ninth grade, what should I be doing as a parent? A 10th grade student, 11th grade student, 12th grade student. So what is it? What are some things that you'd like parents to know that are important for them as they get ready now? Uh, should they be thinking about um, going to college? 
I think they should always be thinking about their plans after high school. They're working towards something, and so they need to know what their goal is to help them choose the right courses that will help them meet that goal. Starting in ninth grade, one of the key pieces of advice we give our ninth graders is to choose courses where they're not overwhelmed. They can be successful, but taking difficult, challenging classes and making good grades in those. Your GPA begins in your ninth grade year, and you're applying to colleges at the end of your 11th and beginning of 12th. And so um, by the time you send that transcript to colleges, you only have nine through 11th courses listed on your transcript. So even though high school's four years, when you apply to colleges, you only have three years worth of courses listed. And so your ninth grade year is one third of your GPA. A good point. So choosing good study skills, developing those good habits, um, choosing courses that will help you meet those goals. Yeah, good, good, good point. Um, balance is what you're looking for, but also being successful in the courses that you do choose and, and be reasonable on what you choose in terms of um, the rigor of the courses. Can you talk a little bit about middle school? Aren't there some high school courses that our students are participating there in? There are. If students are kind of advanced in, uh, for our district, uh, math and science, um, they'll take Algebra 1 or the IPC science course, and those will technically start their GPA for their um, transcript that'll go to colleges. And what Kara said, just to back up on that, I know that um, kids will say, well, you know, you'll say, well, this is it, the end of your junior year, this is what's going to go to the college. And they'll be like, well, what about my senior year? Mm -hmm. And we always tell them the account, you want, what I always tell students is you want to maintain what you've represented and you want to maintain, but your six semester transcript, which is your freshman, sophomore, and junior year are what's going to go to that application. Go to, you know, UCLA, UT Austin, wherever it is that you're going to apply. And those are happening in the fall of their senior year where that information is being sent per request. Yes. Things like that, correct? Yeah. Yes. So, so good point on the ninth grade. I mean, you know, whatever you do when you come into high school, you want to make sure you're having a good academic year. That's what we want for you. And that's so important, especially if you're looking towards college um, in, in that regard. Um, so you move into uh, to your 10th grade year. What are some things that we need to be thinking about as parents? Well, I know, you know, some students start and they know what they want to do. And they're on this drive to do their GPA. They know they want to do a pre-professional program, maybe even be a doctor down the road. But I, I think that as you go freshman and sophomore, for those students that aren't really sure, you're exploring the amazing career classes that we have you're talking to maybe people that your parents know and saying oh you like that job you're a dentist you're a you're a you know a architect and you're kind of thinking I would expose kids to as much as possible so they can get ideas of can I see myself doing that do I see myself in an office do I see myself outside um, you know where do I want to end up big city small town all those things are just creating the student's ability to go, this is what I might want to do. Agreed. Right? Yeah. I would also say that through all of this, um, these kids are transitioning from elementary and middle school to high school and young adults. And so developmentally, they're figuring out who they are and what they care about and what they're interested in and exploring those interests academically. Um, but they're also just developing great study skills and perseverance and um, independence that will serve them well in their future at college. Colleges are very competitive your freshman year, 
Um, and so it's hard sometimes to get into the college of your choice, but typically colleges experience low retention rates kids drop out. And so I think it's equally important in high school to develop those good study habits, um, independence, responsibility, those things that will help you be successful in college as a freshman who's independent, maybe for the first time in their life, so that they can be successful and move on to their sophomore year of college. Really good point. Um, and I also know we uh, permit, our, well, we, we provide an opportunity for our kids to take the PSAT. Mm-hmm. Can you speak a little bit about that? And, and and how, how does that play into college preparation? Our 10th and 11th graders take the PSAT every year in October. The district provides that. Children do not have to sign up for it. We um, go ahead and order one and give one to every kid in 10th and 11th grade. And so in 10th grade, it's a way to um, judge where you are and see what your strengths and weaknesses are. And those can help you determine what classes you should take as a junior. Um, It also lets us develop and identify kids who have potential to score very well and maybe be national merit scholars. We identify those and that way we can foster those kids in our superintendent scholars program. Um, And then in 11th grade, that is the national merit qualifying year, qualifying test. And so those kids can perform very well and and earn um, exceptionally fantastic college scholarship opportunities. So, so you mentioned freshman year, good start academically, um, you know, focus on excellence in the classroom on, on what you're doing. As you move into to your sophomore year, you're going to take more courses. You're going to be encouraging the elective courses that we do have, the authentic learning opportunities they have at Gene Burton and or at both high schools to, to broaden their experiences and what they may or may not want to do in the future as they move forward through high school. PSAT is available for our sophomores. Uh, the district um, supports students in that. And then it's also available for our juniors as well and then for our juniors are actually in the national merit uh, competition mm-hmm. um, when they do take their PSAT test. Um, and, and that, that w- w- while we say college, that, that's good for everybody, whether it be college, work life, and or military workforce readiness. Um, any, any comments there? Well, we do, you know, like I said, some students know exactly what they want to do, but there's a good portion that are just not quite sure. We give the ASVAB twice um, every year for students um, if they want to take it. And, it, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's it's the military test, but it's really a phenomenal career-related inventory to give to students. And so we give it. We don't report you know, directly to the military, we just give the results to the students and it allows them to say, what are some things that I wasn't thinking about that I might be good at? And so um, I find that a really good tool, especially for the students that, um, we see a lot of students that are stressed about, I don't know what I wanna do with my life. You know, I know I wanna go to college or I wanna do something, but but what does that look like? And I think the ASVAB, the PSAT, it's more academic on that side, but I think the ASVAB's a little, bo- a little bit more skill set related, and that's an important piece as well. So, so good point. So let's talk a little bit about SAT. When should students start taking the SAT, practicing the SAT, taking it for uh, college admission scores? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Our juniors take the PSAT in October, but then within that same year, this year, it will be March 22nd. It's always the third Wednesday in March. We actually offer SAT school day at both campuses. 
So um, once again, the district provides and purchases those tests for every single junior to take the SAT. And I, I recommend that that's when they begin, like that the SAT school day is their first SAT testing experience while they're on their home campus in a familiar environment with surrounded by their friends, um, taking the SAT for the first time. And then when they get those scores back, usually kids see, wow, I did really great, or I did a little lower than I wanted. If I score a little bit more, I'll be eligible for this scholarship. Or if I score a little bit more, I can get into my REACH college. And so they usually take it another time or two late spring of their junior year. Yeah, I always recommend that they take it beginning their second semester of their junior year. A lot of them, if they're on grade level for math, they're going to need what they're covering as a junior mm -hmm. to be more successful in SAT. And ACT is okay to take as well. It's just whichever one works better for you or for the student. Good Correct. point. Um, you, you guys mentioned it, and we'll, we'll go into the next portion of this. Financial assistance, financial help, um, those are very important to families. Um, what, are, what are some of the guidance, what, what's some of the guidance that you give to our families when it comes to um, ideas that, that, that they, um, they might be able to do? to help them with scholarships for college in the future? I mean, we, you know, I kind of think that we kind of offer the dual credit that we offer in high school is a great opportunity for students to kind of get ahead and pay a little bit of tuition where they can get college credits. I think that's huge. Um, if you're going to a super competitive college, you know, that's a conversation you want to have with your counselor. But in general, I think that kind of starts as kind of a, I mean, I'm a parent. I think that kind of starts as a little bit of a scholarship right there is low tuition, right, for dual credit. And then I would say that completing the FAFSA, which is the federal financial aid form to kind of see what you're eligible for, and then doing research, research on search engines that are free. You should never have to pay for for to search for scholarships and then apply. I always say it's almost like a research project to look for scholarships. It's rare that you're going to see a giant scholarship from one university that's going to cover everything. I always think of it more as like a piecemeal. You're going to put $500 here. You're going to put $2,000 here. Um, the local scholarship mm -hmm. um, that, that is an application that opens here in Rockwall on February 1st. Um, so I think it's a project, and I think you ought to get a binder or a folder in your computer and start, start working applying. it. Mm -hmm. And, and working you mentioned it. local scholarships. Can you share a little bit with our community, our, our families um, that are listening? Where can they go to find local scholarship opportunities? So um, RISD on our district homepage on our website will post information about a local scholarship, but it's also on each of our individual high school counseling pages. So if you go to Rockwell High School and then click Counseling and then click Scholarships and FAFSA, Heath has a similar page and we list out not only um, FAFSA information, but tons of scholarships that businesses send to us and say, we wanna offer this to your kids, we wanna offer this. So I really recommend they go to those websites. And then one of the biggest advantages our kids have in Rockwell is that our, we have a community that supports and loves our kids and wants to pour back into them. And so on February 1st, our Rockwall Local Scholarship opens. It's a one-stop shop where kids can fill out one application um, and they need to give very thorough answers. Ms. Quick and I were talking about this earlier. 
where um, there are a variety of questions and don't just shortly answer that question, but use all of the space you have available. Um, fill those paragraphs up, giving a complete picture of who you are so that the local businesses will get a good picture of who you are and come to love you and want to support you in your future endeavors. Um, so if you go to our websites on February 1st, that local scholarship will open. You'll go through and complete it and fill it out. It'll be an electronic submission. And then we will distribute that to the businesses in town that are offering scholarships. Really good information. And I want to second what you said. Our community is phenomenal on how they support our kids, um, our businesses. We're grateful to them and look forward for what they'll do this year, uh, going, moving forward in 23 for our, for our seniors as they get ready for their future. Um, you mentioned FAFSA. Can you talk a little bit about that for maybe an individual that heard that, that acronym for the first time? Right. So FAFSA is the uh, Federal Financial Aid Application. It is free. There are sites out there that um, are .com, but that's you should never, there should be no money involved. It's just a federal form that you should be able to fill out .gov. We've had um, a couple of nights, or actually three nights in the fall, where we um, invited parents and students to complete the FAFSA. It is a requirement from the state of Texas beginning this year, mm -hmm. and um, so that's why we had the nights. Um, but when you go in there, or you get on the website, and you go to the FAFSA website, you just make an account like you would for so many things that we do nowadays. You'll make an account. Your student will make an account. And I could start getting into the details, but it'd be very boring. But we do put those steps um, on our website, and Collin College has a great step-by-step. -step, um, that's the one we use on our website, is, and it's a great step-by-step -step how to complete it. Appreciate that. So you mentioned FAFSA, you mentioned yeah. ASVAB, you mentioned local scholarships, you mentioned scholarships and, and uh, how folks can start applying and putting together anything that they can come up with in terms of helping support tuition and funding for their kids in the future. Great information on that. And, and um, you also mentioned dual credit. Really impressed that over the last at least five to six years, we've increased our enrollment bill credit almost 450%. So a lot of our kids are um, participating in Collin College's dual credit program. So we're grateful to y'all for that. Well, thanks for that information. So I'm, I'm going to move to the next segment of this, if y'all are okay with that. Uh, this is called the Rapid fire segment and um, I'm hoping you guys have not seen these questions which will make it fun and so um, are you ready? Is there a buzzer or anything? It's not a buzzer okay. but it's rapid fire. Are you <laughs> ready? Check it. Okay. Okay. Alright. The place you would most want to travel? I would like to go to Israel Jerusalem. I know that's not very safe but I've always wanted to walk the Holy Land um, I think it's incredibly interesting. Okay. Japan for me. Okay. I just I think it's absolutely beautiful. I'd love to see Japan. All right. <laughs> Rapid fire. Favorite cake or pie? Oh gosh. Chocolate, 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 chocolate. <laughs> uh, buttermilk pie, hands down. Uh, buttermilk yes. pie. Those are all. Those are all great. Yeah. Um, favorite season of the year? Summer. I mean, fall for me. Summer. Yeah, that time with family. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you guys for being. Y'all have been great. This is some great information, and um, you guys do so much for so many. And just want to thank you for all you do. So that's it for this episode of Rockwell ISD Podcast. Keeping it real with Dr. Virial. I'm your host, Dr. V, and I want to thank my guests. 
Mrs. Lori Quick, lead counselor from Rockwell Heath High School in Kara Everhart, lead counselor at Rockwell High School. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Rockwell ISD, and you can find us on our website at rockwellisd.com slash podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Until then, I'm Dr. V. So let's talk about excellence.